0: Welcome back to another episode of Kiddish Club, the podcast.
1: When that's the last time you're going to be hearing that, right, because we are now Kiddish Club News for Jews. Yes. well,
0: At the end, that's what we do. Yes. Right? We're yes. bringing you what's going on.
1: But we also bring special episodes, such as this one, which we're very excited to be bringing. And by the way, I, I feel like we
0: can date the episode... Like by the price of gas. I think so. We
1: can. So like before, before ten, <laughs> after ten, pre five, yeah,
0: pre five dollar, post five dollar. We're in the post five dollar era. Yes. Gas is five dollars yes. plus. Well, you could
1: do it by the market also. How much the market has tanked? Yes. Yes. Because we're we're going into bear, bear territory right now. You know, I saw something
0: interesting by the way, in Libya. I'm the, listening. The, the The price of gas is eleven cents per gallon. Stop it. This is true. You can fill your car for $2.50. Isn't that bananas?
1: That's insane. But what, we get oil from Libya? I, I don't know why. I just I read an article. No, I, Iran is also the same, right? I, I, ran, I don't know I think what the price
0: of gas is in Iran.
1: Sorry. I am not sure. <laughs> That's crazy. Libya has oil. I didn't even know Libya has oil. Yeah, and it's well, 11 we, cents we a gallon. We invaded Libya. must be they have oil. Sorry. It's Cutting.
0: 11 cents a gallon. That's bananas. But it, there's a trade-off. I mean, your quality of You're life is going to go Libya. significantly down. <laughs> but it might be worth it. I mean, because hey, there hey, are people that get angry there, at the pump. There might
1: be beautiful places in Libya.
0: It's possible. You want to take that chance? But I know people get angry. Like, to me personally, think about it. It's another $2 to your gas bill, $5? No no no. no, no, no. It's more. How much extra are you pay. It's
1: more. It's more. Do the math. So I, I believe we are $2 more than... When Biden took office. Okay, so okay. what is so that let's say, equal? Okay, let's say on, on your 15, tank of gas. Let's keep it round numbers. Fifteen uh, gallon tank. Okay, fair. Okay, that's thirty dollars in difference. Okay,
0: thirty dollars a week. Thirty dollars,
1: yeah, okay. a week. That's a lot of. It's,
0: it's a lot money. of money, but it's not something to go crazy about. Like
1: that's not something to go
0: crazy about. If you get a subscription to Daily Wire, then you're paying the same price. Oh,
1: did they pay you for this endorsement? <laughs> Seriously, Ben
0: Shapiro is on my mind. <laughs>
1: Too much meaningful people <laughs> and Yaakov Langer, inspiration for the nation.
0: It seems like a serious face-off.
1: Okay, one second. We are friends with both of these guys. Organizations, Organizations. basically. Nachi is great. Yaakov is great. We don't know anything. Don't ask us. Right. Don't I don't have. We don't have any inside anything. info. And it's not. We're not gonna. If we did, we wouldn't say Lush and Hara. And for all we know, not Lush Hara. is why great. Everything's great. Yeah. We love them both, guys. If you're listening, we love you both. We hope you both do very well. I'm very happy that they both got Ben Shapiro, who, as you know, is my political rebbe. So that was it was very nice for me. It was very it was it was a treat. It was a tremendous treat. But it's, they they came from completely not completely different. Obviously, they, they're right. coming I mean, from there the same, is very yeah. limited angles <laughs> when you're dealing with Ben Shapiro. Jewish on a Orthodox, yarmulke right. wearing podcast, political pundit as yes. different as possible. Yes. Basically. Yes. But it was it was different. It was different. So I I think they both did good jobs, and uh, power to them. That's what I say. I think we should get to our episode. Yeah, I think we can. (laughs) So this is a special, as you know, we're not going to be bringing you the regular news. Instead, we are going to be bringing you a special guest. His name is Nidal Ghanim.
0: Now, Nidal Ghanim started out in the IDF and then moved his way up to special forces, and then... Which, by the way, is like all undercover operations going into enemy territory. It's like it reads like a like a spy novel. Yes.
1: Yes. Undercover, speaking Arabic, making believe he's a Palestinian. The works.
0: And moved from there to Shin Bet, where he was in charge right. of presidential detail.
1: Absolutely. Including Bibi Netanyahu. Yes. And President Trump when he was in Israel.
0: Correct. But, you know, I don't want to give too much away, That's but true. it's a fascinating episode. I was floored. I was on the edge of my seat.
1: Absolutely. And make sure you check out our cover art for this episode because we're going to have a picture of Nidal protecting BB and President Trump.
0: Also, the podcast itself has new cover art. Let us know what you think of that, by the way.
1: Unless you don't like it, then just don't tell us. <laughs> if you don't have praise, we don't want to hear it. No, Same it's for not reviews. true. It's not true. Don't Listen, leave us bad reviews. We uh, we
0: have to be like real journalists. No, 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 That's, no, no, no. I just got shut down. Good review rejected, or
1: or shut your mouth. No, I, we, yeah. Well, you want bad reviews? I want to hear truth. Okay, if I you want w- truth. If you would like to leave a bad review, instead send it via email. We'll post it for you. Don't worry. Send it to meaningfulpeoplepodcast
0: <laughs> at gmail dot com.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Okay, we could do this all day, but we want to bring you this episode. It went long, and it could have gone way longer. We could, I could have, we could sat, have with sat with sat this guy for, for yeah, two, days. two days. And you know what? If you guys like it and you want to hear more, he's open to it. We can continue the, the conversation. We can have the conversation expanded to include your questions. Let us know. Shoot us an email. You know the address.
0: Hawk at Kiddish Club Podcast. I just said they know it. Dot com. I didn't need to say it. Well, if I put meaningful people in there, okay. you better believe I'm putting us.
1: Okay, Kish Club podcast.com And this episode is brought to you by One Hospitality Group. If you are making a simcha and you want to really knock everybody's socks off, you need to get in touch with One Hospitality Group. First of all, tell them that we sent you and you're going to get 10% off, off the bat, which is reason enough to contact them. But number two, they are really taking the catering world by storm because their presentations are amazing. The food tastes unbelievable. Their Hashkacha tops everything's Chalavi Yisrael, etc. etc. The Hashkacha is Hariv Yitzchak pengio. And if you're in the tri state area, you need to contact them. Listen, if 10% is not going to do it, we are going to be doing a live tasting right on this show. And so you're going to hear it first from us. And yeah, so actually, you can't trust us anymore because the weight of our hearts is through our stomachs. No, but I'm not kidding. I've actually been to affairs, I didn't know it was theirs. But once I found out, I said, wow, they are really unbelievable. So check them out. They're at One Hospitality Group on Instagram. That's the number one hospitality group on Instagram. Check them out, but make sure to tell them that Kiddish Club, News for Jews, sent you so that you get 10% off. Without further ado, here's Nidal. First of all, Nidal, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Excellent. So before we begin, tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background?
2: Okay. I'm Israeli. I moved uh, to the US uh, 5 years ago. Uh, before that, I born in Israel. I mean, grew up in Israel. M- my family. I joined the IDF uh, 18 to 25. Okay, I was a uh, captain special elite forces. And so w-
1: what does that mean captain elite special forces? Captain That captain mean this is our
2: rank, okay?
1: Like But what but what is the elite special forces like to Americans? What what is that? Like, so we'll okay. give us a comparison. Like, in how do we envision? What is the special forces?
2: Okay, in Israel, you have the idea if you have a couple uh, units there, and some of them elite units. And uh, the unit I that I served is uh, like Fauda show, all the people saw on oh, Fauda. Yes. Yes, I ah. served there. Uh,
1: so you were in that group, like the Fauda guys? Yes. So
2: Go. that's
0: like a special unit that's dedicated
2: to doing what? Special unit, undercover guys that doing special and top secret operation in the west bank gaza and uh, so you actually Janine, went whatever. into these places sure for 7 years so you, you no could no 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 wait
1: wait. so you <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot, so lot, lot that's to a lot to take in a lot to unpack a lot to take in
0: so you went undercover yeah, into Arab neighborhoods like they did in Fauda.
2: Is the Arab neighborhoods, the villages, there, the houses, and the they cafe. and they thought that
0: you're a regular Arab guy.
2: You are Palestinian, you're like regular Arab, like them. And one of them, and you know, you have always your uh, cover story. That means you you not just show up in the neighborhood and <laughs> right. because you can look suspicious. <laughs> you have your cover story that you work on it like time. You know, long.
0: How long does that take to get a backstory? Is, to uh, be a, a Palestinian.
2: Is, is, is enough. Wow. I can't wow. share that here, but it's enough. And, uh, you know, it depends the mission that you have. Some of the missions is uh, to collect intelligence for one of the bad guys, Hamas guys, Fatah guys, whatever. Some of the missions uh, to catch them. And uh, the last option, you know, guys. Yes. we know. That. So before we, <laughs> before we continue, we do want to mention... I still have another question. We will get to, have another we'll question. get to the question.
1: We do want to mention that uh, there are things that Nadal cannot share with us. So we are going to be editing, and there are going to be times where we ask questions, and we're not exactly going to get answers. Uh, just understand that even though he's retired right now, there are limits to what he can share with us. So, yes. so
0: back to Fauda. Now, you would go in you would go in disguised completely, you would be a different person, make connections, how long would you be in that village? Is it something that would be weeks,
2: months? It depends on the mission. Some of the missions can be for hours, just to catch the guy or something else, you know, to do the mission complete. Sure. Some of the missions should be like a couple of weeks. It's more for intelligence missions. And some of them, sometimes months.
0: Really? Yeah. So would you say that that show, Fauda, is... Accurate? Yeah, is it spot on? Uh,
2: Fauda show is, let's say, 90% is true. Really? And 10% is, you know, because the show... Autistic license, right. For example, you know, you can't send the same team for the next day to the same neighborhood. Because once you're burning, they say your face, you can't come back again uh, to the same neighborhood, the same village. But it's 90% is right, it's correct, it's true. And uh, let me tell you something uh, more than that. Really, more than you can't imagine what M- we can more do. More than
0: more than Fauda. But Fauda doesn't even capture it yes. properly. Yes. Like there's
1: much more that goes um, on. I can't help but notice your accent. Yeah. Your accent. You don't sound like a regular Israeli.
2: Yes. You know my accent because two reasons. One reason I know five languages. You know. Well, which one, languages one, do you know? I know Arabic, Hebrew, English, uh, Russian, and Turkish. Wow. And. Uh, could you give us a sample no <laughs> <laughs> well give us a sample of arabic but if you i mean you were you were in wow. i mean i can't oh talk boy. Arabic better than all the syrians <laughs> you can
1: talk uh, that's amazing by the way that you sound exactly like a palestinian
2: not exactly because uh, you know palestinians they have different accent and depends where you live if you live in gaza you have different accent and Different accent in West Bank, different accent in really? Geneva accent. It's in in interesting because
0: to us it all sounds, yeah, it all the, sounds same. the same. You know, yeah. in the
2: West Bank and Gaza, you have more than nine different Palestinian accents. Wow. And, uh, you, and now you understand how it's not easy to be in some cover story somewhere when you're doing these missions. Right, because Go
0: if you slip all of a sudden and you say something different... That's and they sound it. different than the other done. guy, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you're finished. Done. You
2: know, <laughs> if you have the operation Ramallah and your accent looks like Janine, right, the way they can say, oh, where are you from? You're uh, not from here. This and doesn't sound right. Yeah, you can't di- sounds funny. You can't be in different story now. different story, that means you're done. Not you know? just done, no, but no that's no discount that could be there, life you know? and death. That's yes, very dangerous. Life and or to die or to live, wow. for sure. And uh, the major reason why th- this my accent in English, because I'm Druze. Okay, so tell us a little bit about what is Druze uh, Druze a uh, Druze community they live in Israel okay, thousands of years okay, before Atzma'ut, before Medinat Israel, thousands of years if you go back. And the Druze community, uh, we came from Yitro, okay, Kohen Midian. Moshe's father in law, yeah, Moshe's father in law, Choten Moshe, Tsepora. So the Druze actually trace themselves back directly to Yitro, to Yitro. Yes, back to Yitro, because of that, we thousands of years in Eretz Israel, Eretz before. And the uh, beautiful connection and the beautiful relationship between the Yehudim and the Druze in Eretz it's it starts like thousands of years back from Yitro, Hoten Moshe. And we know the story from the Torah. Of course. And this is a very, very interesting connection. And in the, in the coming days, Let's say in the last 75 years, before Atzmaut Smooth Medina Israel, the Druze was in Earth Israel, and uh, I think the Yehudim was there like 400, 500,000 only, not 8 million. Right. If we back before Atzmaut, of course, yes. And uh, uh, the Arabs, uh, if if, we, if you guys remember all the attacks in these days yes. against the Yehudim, against Israel, yes. like sure. Fadioun, yes, and whatever. Yes. The Arabs attacked the Yehudim a lot in the daily base, and the only one community in Israel, they stand in the front of the Arabs and they said, "Stop! You can't do it. We're going to be in the Yehudim side." Was the Druze, because two reasons. One reason, because the historic reason we spoke about it, about Hitro, hotel Moshe, whatever. The second reason, because we have something in common. We very, very, very small community in the world. The Druze. The, all the whole years in the history, people want to kill the Jews because a very small community. And the same faith we have in the Jewish community. Okay, all the whole history, if we back to Peru and, uh, and Israel. And, right, and right, of course. Until these days. Why they want to attack and kill the Hedim around the world and Israel? Because this community is very, very unique, very special, a very small community in the world. Not like Christians, like... Billion uh, people. Billions people. Even Arabs, billions, Even billions. of yes. billion. And we have the same faith. Because of that, the Druze uh, stand in since 1922, 1931, before the establishment of Israel, that's Smot, we, we stand in the Yehudim side against the Arabs to protect the Yehudim because of this reasons. And Baruch Hashem, from, from this point, we get just very close and close and close, okay, in the coming days, years. Uh, when Ben-Gurion announced that more of the Israel in 1948, the sheikh, like the big rabbi of the Druze community yes. in Israel, and he came to Ben Gurion, and Ben Gurion what the Druze did for the Yehudim. Uh, by the way, it was the first, the second time in the history someone offered to the Druze country, and the Druze say no. Really? They want to stay in Israel? Yes. The first one uh, was when the French was in Syria and Israel before the Britim. Okay, they offered to you to the Druze country. We say no. We don't, we don't want a country because we don't believe that we need to, be, to live in country. We believe that if for the, our emunah is where you live, you are loyal. It doesn't matter who's, who's there. And we're not looking for lands. We wow. know that we thousands of years in Israel. That's it. That's our <laughs> so faith ideal we for like them it. to be in yes. a host nation. Yes. And Bin Gurion, he offered for the sheikh, the big rabbi the druze if you want to take some property for you guys to be, say, well, no, we're going to be part of the state of Israel to help the Yehudim, and because of that, uh, the only two uh, uh, communities or groups or they served in the IDF by the law, the Chok, okay? This is only the Druze and the Yehudim. Really? Since 1948 until these days. So you're referring to Chok Hagius. Chok Hagius is only for the Druze and the Jews only. Wow. Because the Sheikh, uh, the big rabbi of the Druze, he's signed... The, with Ben Gurion, that we together, our faith together, forever. That's wow. unbelievable wow. That, yes. that, that
0: we have yes. a friend like that yeah. in Israel. That the Druze people are are just devoted and dedicated. Amazing to to the Jewish nation.
1: Amazing,
2: totally amazing. Yeah, and you know we have Milhemet Atzmaut. It was mm. a very tough war that Druze uh, served uh, shoulder to shoulder with the, with the Yehudim. After that. Uh, Sinai. after that, uh, in Sinai, after that, T'ayamim, that all of us know. Six-day war, yeah. Six-day war, after that, Yom Lebanon, the Lebanon, West Bank. Uh, until today. Until today, for sure. And Baruch Hashem, the Druze, uh, uh, now in Israel, very strong community. Many Druze, let's say... Uh, if you go into the percentage, the Druze is the community number one in Israel, include the Yehudim, they served in the, in the army. It's 88% from all the Druze served wow. in the army. Unbelievable, that's wow. even more than and the not Jewish Not in the people. army <laughs> only. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right? it's it more than that. More. It is Not only in the army, they served like a warriors, Luchamim, like in, uh, in combat units. It's 88% for all the Druze. But the joined the IDF, 88% combat units like Luchamim. And this number you can't find in the Israeli Hudim. You, is w- you don't. We, than we don't have Houdim.
0: such a high a high percentage of yeah. of, of Jewish people that get drafted. Right. You are talking about eighty percent plus.
1: Eighty-eight percent, he said. That's,
2: yes, eighty-eight percent. Wow, it's amazing. combat unit and uh, over six hundred fifty soldiers died from the Jewish community. Wow, all the whole wars in, uh, in Israel. 650 from one hundred twenty thousand is a lot yeah it's right. a lot a lot tremendous my percentage. family 17 soldier passed no. away and died in all the whole wars my family only. wow
0: yes over how many years
2: like since let's say wow only my family is 17 and we we very small family wow yes uh if you want to hear about my family in these days uh you know i served seven years captain special forces and after that, 13 years, commander in the Shin Bet, the Israel Secret Service, for a couple positions. My last position was uh, the chief commander for the Prime Minister of Israel, Netanyahu, Nehud Olmert. So
0: you yes. so you protected, the you Prime were in Minister. charge of the protection yes, detail of Netanyahu. Not only
2: the agent, in charge detail.
0: But you also spent time with him. Yes, for sure. Oh, wow. Okay. So and, oh, uh, I... I
1: I just want to bring up that we saw a picture. I don't know if we could share that. Could we share that you picture? You can share. It's okay. okay so you check it share. out. You could uh, check it out in the show notes. We're going to be linking to it. You could check it out. If you look up Nidal, you'll see a picture of him literally protecting uh, Bibi Netanyahu.
2: And the, the President Trump. And President Trump. Because wow. I was the detail guy from the Israeli Secret Service responsible for the, uh, President Trump when he went to Israel. Did you, have any, did you have any interaction with President Trump? Sure. You <laughs> did? We can't talk about that. You no, can't about that. talk about that. <laughs> yes. And uh, about my family, uh, this is about me. I have now a brother. he's in the IDF, 20 years old. Adam, he's a uh, soldier in Golani. Wow. Yes, he's still in these days. Wow. And the middle one, 28 years old, he's uh, served in officer in the intelligence division in the IDF. Wow. And now he's in the security world. Same. But with the government. So, ah, wait, so okay. he. can mention on that. Okay. When he's
0: in the military, he has an advantage because my older brother yes. was a big commander, yes. was in elite units, yes. was in Shin Bet. So yes. he has.
2: Uh, I'm going to answer to this question, but before that, about my father. My sure. father, he's, uh, he served and died IDF 30 years. Wow. He was colonel. Okay. And my grandfather was the first Druze officer in the Etzel. Etzel. Yeah, that that means this is the military organization before the IDF. If you remember, if you know about Etzel and Haganah. Yes. I was, okay. My grandfather. Uh, he was my the, my father. Uh, my father's father Father's father. He was the first Druze officer in the Etzel. Okay. Ergun Israel before the IDF before, Kol wow. Medinat Israel, and uh, that means my grandfather was officer in the Etzel Etzel Haganah. And my father Colonel, like three years. Me, my brother, the middle one, and my youngest one is these days is soldier in Golani. And uh, now we back to your question. Wait, is your father still alive? Yes.
0: Oh wow, God bless him. Yeah. So so he does he also have any involvement anymore? Or that said, he's retired, retired. No, he's retired.
2: And I remember your question about the family, the education about my my middle brother. He said he saw oh, me like the the, right. the perfect right. example. What. Uh, the education in my house, in my family, is always the state first. Israel. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm nationalized very nationalized. honest, very serious. Yeah. Since i two, three years old, okay, so my father, he came with the uniform from the IDF to the house, you know. This is the education that we get from my mom, my father. The country first. Okay? So
0: that's what I was saying. I think I was saying <laughs> before, your brothers, they have, l- they're coming from a long line of people that served yes. the state of Israel. So they have like, some, some type of an advantage. Sure. Yes? yes? Like they have somebody to go to if they want to change something yeah. or they have an idea or something. Like they ha- they're, they're deep in, in Israel and in, in the IDF and in the, in the ranks.
2: Yeah. Not just only my father, my uncles too. And my, my grandfather from the other side, mom's side, he was a big guy too. He served in the top positions in the intelligence, one of the intelligence agencies. Unreal. And this is the education that we get, that mean in, in, my, in my family, in the house, you know. And you know, I wanna share something with you about my mom. Imagine uh, what really mom here in the U.S. worry about. They worry the kids not get drunk, when he drive late, sure. whatever, whatever, whatever. Imagine my mom. They're going on the scooter. Which scooters, kind of a stronger a wo- women? First, my father. You know, my father, right. he's, uh, he joined all the wars in Israel, right. and how she was really like a wife. Of course. After that, when I joined the IDF, I joined the Special Elite Forces. And uh, scary. twice, okay, I injured, by the way. The yeah. second one and the real one was in 2006 in Lebanon. The okay. war against Hezbollah, if you yes, remember. Yes, of course. Okay. I get shot in my leg. Wow. Really? Yes, in Bill. Okay, in the That's the name south of place. Lebanon. Okay, It was famous uh, operations in Bill village, if you remember. If you go back to, the, to this war, 2006. And imagine now, my mom, she was too much worry all, all years about me. Of course. Seven years. You're already in danger. You know, I'm the Behor. Right. And after that, the secret service. And finally, she said, okay, that's it. Only the one uh, before uh, son, my second son, his 2nd brother. And he's joined IDF2 in elite units. And after that, you know, she's doing now some stuff with the government. And the, the youngest one in Golani. That means, imagine, like over... Every time she thinks she's going to relax. Over three <laughs> over 25 years my mom yes exactly has to worry all the time uh, yeah
0: right and if it's not about special forces it's about the Golan yes. Brigade and if this is not, my mom yeah. right it's always something that's amazing yes. that's uh, a that's 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 dedication really
2: Baruch Hashem we are alive we're strong uh, we need this type of people in our country otherwise we can lose our country very quick very easy maybe maybe The people here don't really recognize what's going on in Israel. But No, they absolutely don't. I
1: I actually wanted to to get to that. In this country, yeah, we're seeing things that we've never seen before. I mean, now you're here, you're in the States. We see, I mean, I'm sure you see it. You follow the news. You see members of Congress and the things that they say about Israel. They call Israel an apartheid state, which means that they don't give equal rights to everybody. They have almost like second class. So like they say that the Jews are the first class Mm. and everybody else is second class. Mm. So already, based on what you're telling us, we know that this is not true because you're not Jewish by birth and yet your whole family dedicated themselves to Israel and they were completely trusted, completely served honorably and got every advantage that everybody else had. Yeah, That seems to be what it is.
2: Yeah, if, by the way, I was the first Druze to get this position in the Secret Service in the Shin Bet to be the detail guy for the Prime Minister. I don't know if you really understand what kind of position is that, but you know, you're I mean, the you're one expected responsible to, yeah, for, for, for all his the life. top secret I mean, if somebody's shooting, country, you have to jump in front of the bullet, I'm assuming. For sure, there's it's not only that. You, you join uh, crazy stuff, crazy places, crazy top secret things that you need to be in the top, top, top trust to be part of that. And I was the little guy. And this is not only me and the family, all the whole community. Like th- this is the, the, the relationship. The Druze, the major point that you can see about the Druze is very, very loyal and trust. Amazing. And so by the way,
0: today, if you would reach out to Bibi Netanyahu, he knows you. Sure. Do so you have his cell number? I have, I have
2: some stories. It happened like weeks ago. Could we yeah, I would love to hear, hear it. hear any of those stories? Any of them you could share? Uh, maybe one of them, you know, is like, uh, by the way, I'm the I'm the Chief Security Officer and the Security consulting for the ACC here in Brooklyn. And uh, that's we, the Sephardic, Sephardic Community, Community Center. Center. Okay. And, uh, you know, Joey Towel is the, he's run this place, the CEO, and uh, we have just in the morning some conversation about something, and uh, I told him, you want to talk with the former Prime Minister? He would all not say, what, how, why? In one second, video chat. Really? really, video chat. Really, it was so so excited.
0: <laughs> Can we that. do that right
2: now? <laughs> yeah,
0: let's do it with Bibi. I would love to say hello to, to Bibi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah, Baruch Hashem, uh, once you came from this unit and this kind of service that you're doing for the State of Israel, the secret service, and you always you have a related, and you know, have a relationship. And, a relationship and uh, so, tell us that. the
1: story that you were going to tell us about Bibi.
2: I uh, not now. No, really. <laughs>
1: Okay, so, so, I mean, the truth, I, I, what I would like to know is I mean, you mentioned you were in Lebanon. You mentioned you were in the West Bank. You went yeah. into a lot of these places. I mean, are you
2: scared? Listen, every single person, we humans, we need to be scared for something, right? Otherwise, yes. we're not humans. That means everyone is scared for something. But, listen, this is my natural. That means I went in thousands of times in the secret service and the special forces for crazy, crazy, crazy situation that means in one second they're going to cut you pieces. And Baruch Hashem, I, I'm done well in these situations. In these days, I'm not scared. Why? In, perso- in person. Why? One is the imuna. Once you have very, very deep and strong imuna, you need not be Time once you know the enemy and you know how they're thinking, how they, what they're doing, and I was deeply involved in that, you have the information, you have the, the understanding, and you have the power in your hands. Once you have the power in your hands, you need to be less scared. But if you ask me if I'm worried, I worry a lot. It's different. Why? Uh-huh. I worry a lot for two reasons. One reason, let's talk about the United States, New York, here, okay? All, all the whole states. Uh, people live in the state, the Yehudim in the United States, they think, uh, okay, we in the United States, everything is fine, right. beautiful, amazing, the American dream. But the reality is different. Our enemies and our, the bad people here, they grow up so fast and very strong. And uh, this is different than in Israel. Israel is a very small country, we're very strong in intelligence, in security, special forces. You know if some, if one of the bad guys did something, in a couple hours we catch him or kill him, whatever. it take days and weeks sometimes. Why is a big, big property, big land, all the old states, and really you can't control what's going on. And uh, against the Yehudim, we have here really uh, different types of groups. They put the Jewish community in threat. Not only, Palestinians who are Arabs, that they have family in Gaza and the West Bank. This is one reason, one group. More than that, this is a, the immigrant country, okay? Uh, you have people here from everywhere, from Iran, from, 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 from. And uh, I wanna say something for all the Yehudim. i doing a lot security briefing and uh, speeches and uh, education in the community. And my first words, who's here Israeli? No one said yes, because this is American. I say, guys, you're wrong. All of you Israeli. Hmm. Why? Because once you're a Yehudi, doesn't matter where in the world, United States, Australia, New Zealand, doesn't matter where. you you're Israeli. Why? Because everything there affects you here. Because our enemies, see, all the Yehudim Israeli. That's 100% true. That means all the Yehudim around the world is Israeli. Right, they don't care where you're born. They don't care. Jewish, the Jew, is the same. The Jew at this country. Point. Yes. This is for the Israelim or for the Yehudim. Once I mean, listen.
1: When when you guys went into Lebanon, what was going on here was crazy. I mean, we the attacks against Jews went up like crazy. They they just start attacking Jews here just because of what Israel. You don't
2: need to go to 2006. A year ago, 11 months ago, what we have that? some fight let's, and small war between Hamas in Gaza and Israel. Yes. They fire a lot of rockets. rockets Tel Aviv, yep. Ashdod, Beersheba. Yes, yes, yes. Here in New York, 11 months ago, over 280 anti-Semitic Yehudim attacks in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, the five boroughs. Wow. Unbelievable. Yes. I didn't know that. I we didn't heard know a lot of stories gonna... what happened some of the guys he's, he was with Kippa in Manhattan a yes. group of 20 yes. people attacked him. Absolutely. This yes. is in 2021 not in uh, World War II Wow. With the Nazism, and not in the 2006 in Lebanon.
0: I think, but your point is, is that every, when you see a Jew, when someone sees a Jewish individual, they just associate it with Israel. So we yes. are... We're carrying the banner of Israel, whether we know it or not, whether yeah. we like it or not, whether we want That's, it or not. Right, exactly. That's what it you is. You
2: Israeli and you and the, the big difference between here and Israel, you we here more easy target. Why? Again, because we're an immigrant country. This country is open. We have many type of groups that I can mention some of them. They don't like us, and they can put us under big big threat. Because of that, we need to be always aware. And uh, what what are we supposed to do as Jews? What do you recommend? That's
0: a major anti-Semitic like slur. That's probably Trump. one of the most Trump, most yeah. common ones. Is that you know do somebody will tell you go back to Israel, yeah. Jew, yeah. and and well, they and say you they have could, dual loyalty, right? No, well, AOC, well, and they, they would say, it. and they'll say I, I was never even in Israel. I was never even there. I'm right. not from Israel. Like why are you telling me to go back to Israel? I right. was. But at the I'm,
1: same time, they say give Israel. So back. So that's what thing. I think
0: Nadal means: is that we're all Israeli. At the end of the day, because that's how we're perceived and viewed in the eyes of the world. Yes,
1: and, exactly. and even in, in the eyes of, of many in the government today.
2: And many of them, they know that Yehudim here is easy target. That means you, you saw, like right. 10, eleven months ago, is over two hundred something anti-Yehudim attacks, and it's easy target. Yeah. And don't forget, they have families there. That mean, once now we have some operation in the West Bank on Gaza, and one of these families, his families, get hurt there. He can't go there, fight, but he can do something. He here. can do something here. Oy. This is the major point.
0: Now you, you've, you've been in enemy enemy territory. You've yeah. seen the enemy. What's their mindset? The what mind- do they want? And how far are they willing to go to get it? Meaning, understanding the enemy is critical. But you would have that insight way better than anyone else.
2: Uh, let's call it the enemy mindset. Enemy mindset. Uh, talking about uh, these people uh, really believe no spot, no place for the Yehudim in Israel and in general in the world. And you can see that in the media. You can see like newborn, like one year, two years, three years old, he was M-16 and the uh, Palestinian flag and he uh, burning his oil flag. Right. Two years, two years old. They're training them. And our education, because with the same, our education for peace. How to be more peaceful, how to respect people, to live in peace with other communities, but there is different. And these people, they have different understanding. Doesn't matter what, okay? For them is not, uh, ex- ex- uh, like, uh, for them is, uh, you don't need to be here, in easy words. Get out of here. We yes. don't need you, yes. there's no place for you yes. here.
0: Do you ever see, Palestinian leadership maybe changing because really it's an indoctrination from so young that it's almost like you can't even blame them. Do you see like leadership trying to go towards a, a, at least a mindset of peace tolerance and coexistence?
2: Some of them. Some of them very good people but this is maybe 5% or 10% and the 90% they have different vision. And 10% with 9%, 90% going to win, doesn't matter what. And let me tell you something, we really in focus for the Palestinians, but it's not only the Palestinians. We have major, major, major problem, Iran. Yes. Iran, major, major problem, Neged, Medinata, Yehudim, Israel, and the Yehudim around the world. And by the way, once the Iranians wanna do something against Israel, and they can't, because we're a very strong country, we know how to protect our borders. The easy target, they're looking for Yehudim around the world. Uh, if you remember in 2000, I think 14 or 16, in Bulgaria, in Sofia or in Bulgaria, like Hezbollah Iranian guys attacked one of the buses. They have tourists, yes. and they killed four of them. Yes. Wow. And yes. they, they try in the daily base attack the Israel embassies around the world and the Jewish community. Why is e- easy target? It's always well, a
0: mystery to me, Iran. Yeah. You have your country, you have your own situation. Like why? Why involve yourself? Like do your thing in your borders, like like have a have a blast. Well, wrong words. But have a party. <laughs> but <laughs> have a party, but don't like why do you have to involve yourself in Israel? Like we're not near you, we don't like like if they would be just peaceful minded people, like they would they would just exist and, and 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 thrive. like why do they have to be involved? Like what do they have against the state of Israel?
2: Two reasons. One reason Iran deeply believe for the to, 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 to back to the days like the big big uh, huge Islamic Empire. Okay? This is one. Because of that, they, the they see Israel and the Yehudim, this is the, they threaten this empire. For some reasons. This is one. Two, Haimunah. The Imunah, you have two ways. One way, good Immona that we believe in, to be peaceful, to love people, to live in peace. This is the good side of the Imunah. And don't forget, you have the bad side in the Imunah. Some right. of people, if they believe in the imuna, to, blow to the bad up. stuff, you can't change minds, these people, right? right? Right, this is Iran because of that. They see Israel and the is a threat, okay, to get this Islamic empire. And you know,
0: but now, if you would imagine for a second that Israel's not there, what changes for a place like Iran? What changes? What advantage would they have if they would? as in their own words, if they would wipe Israel off the map. Then what happens? Do they stand to gain?
2: Yes. Why? Again, the Islamic empire, Islamic empire, not only against the Yehudim, is against the Christians. That mean, not against only Israel and the Yehudim. They see the Yehudim like the Satana Katan. Wow. The small Satan. Yes. Uh, they say that. They call it that, yes. They call it, right? The yeah, great so let's Satan, just get rid of the little one first. The great first. Satan is the United States. Exactly. And, and little exactly Satan that Satan is Not only against Israel and the Yehudim. When Israel is not there anymore, they're going to threat all the whole world. Wow. Because they believe for the Islamic empire. Again. Because of that, they support Daesh a lot. Mar-oh Hashem, now Daesh is more weak. That's oh, ISIS. Not like ISIS. Oh, oh yes, they support <laughs> ISIS, Daesh. They support Hamas, they support Hezbollah very strong. And Hezbollah, by the way, in Lebanon, this is like uh, the long arm for Iran. Of They're course. doing all the oppression against Israel, and they get all the orders from Iran, from Tehran. And uh, I think this is the major problem because the nuclear bomb. I want to say my opinion. This is only my opinion. It's that the professional it, one? That's what we want. Don't scam to me, okay? I believe Iran already get the nuclear bomb. Really? And they you don't they know right now how to put the bomb to the rocket.
0: Yes. They don't know how, do you mean? They don't know how to put it to the rocket. So they have it, and like, what do we do now? My opinion,
2: I think they have it because uh, if we, because you see in the daily base how they, they don't care for nothing. They're doing what they want. They don't care for the United States, for Israel, for the European Union. If someone don't care for nobody, that means you have something. He has a trump card. Exactly and i think they have it already and this is this is the major major So where major do you see
1: what's what do you see go, how do you see this playing out where what, what do you think's going to happen i mean just in the news just to mention just in the news uh even you know going on right now there was several drones that attacked the nuclear research center there was uh Iranians who were killed, mm. basically assassinated. Obviously, nobody knows if it was Israel, but... Right, they're not sure 100%, but the, <laughs> suddenly the roof you know. collapsed in his house yeah. somehow. like all these crazy things that happened yeah. in Iran. And so even the people here in America are saying that they think, you know, Russia and Ukraine, this is a war going on now. They think the next war that's coming is
2: Iran and other countries. Yes. Listen, I believe we need to do something. Otherwise, the war is coming. But w- when you say we need when you say we you mean Israel, you mean the United States, you mean the Both. world I think all the whole world for sure, but more than Israel and United States, because you know israel United States always you know shoulder to shoulder to handle all the problems in general in the Middle East, okay and more than in the world, and we need to do something to stop all this operation and all this.
1: So what, what is that something? Like, if they have a nuclear weapon, I mean, you see Putin, he's doing whatever he wants because he has he threatened, if you if you do anything, I'm going
2: to, you know, bring the nuclear bombs. First, something that means, first, we need to be uh, in the same page. And in these days, we're not at the same page in both countries because we have different governments. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about politics, but in when Trump was president, okay, as he was more open and they have the understanding how to protect Israel and against Iran, and in general the Iranian problem. But now I think it's different. There's more lazy and more, uh, I don't know, weak,
0: but... It's clearly not the focus of the administration.
1: Not the focus in this problem. So and you're saying Trump was a lot more, let's say, proactive... Yeah. a lot more involved yes. with the security of the world, Iran, and
2: Israel, yes. much more than you see the Biden administration. Yes, and not only me. Everyone see that, right? Yeah, but yeah, basically but you're different. saying <laughs> Iran is a little too quiet. Yo, because they take advantage. They're not caring once about, no about anyone.
1: Someone who says, I don't care about anything, yeah. you can't th- threaten me, that's yeah. like Putin, yeah. right? Putin exactly. saying, you can't threaten me. I have nukes. What right. are you going to do to me? You can't touch me. Iran is basically doing the same thing, so why? Acting the same way. They have something under their
2: sleeve. In my opinion, the solution, first, we need to put all the countries, the European Union, the United States, Israel, all of us in the same page against Iran. This is number one, the diplomatic uh, side. Second, uh, we can't deal with them to stop the nuclear bomb. We can't deal with that because you can't talk with them to stop it because they don't listen, right? And the only option that we have Another option. Ah. that All of us, we don't like it. We don't uh, want to be there, but we can't think, let them do it. Do you think Israel has the capability of taking out their nuclear I think Israel in these days, she's a very, very, very strong country. When they come to technology, Air Force, Army, satellites, you know.
1: So you think they do? They would be able to do something? We're ab- we
2: able it? to do it. We're enough strong to do it. But not only in the military army side, we need always to, to take care of another side, of course, exactly. And once we have, bo- we have one of them, once we have the second one, I think we're able to do it.
0: When you're referring to the second one, you're referring to the intelligence side.
2: No, in, in the intelligence side, Baruch Hashem, we're very, very, very strong. No agents, uh, no intelligence agency in the world like our intelligence agency. that's a big statement. Yes. I mean, you have the CIA is a lot bigger than the Mossad. You know, you, you know. Uh,
1: you seem pretty confident.
2: You know, again, my opinion uh, <laughs> the CIA not able to do nothing without the Mossad. And you have evidence. Really? For that. You have evidence for that? Yeah, we saw Soleimani. Soleimani, you, right? Soleimani, right, you know, the uh, United States tried to find this guy over 25 years. Yes. And once the Mossad was involved, done. Boom, boom. boom and not only boom. him, Fakhrizada. The head of the project that the yes, yes, with yes the yes. machine from yes. the satellite. Yes, that the story. was crazy. Yeah, I think we spoke about yes, it. Where
1: they had a machine gun set up and they remote controlled yeah, it. Yes, yes and yes, we, the was thing was we see in the weekend But what? then I don't understand because remember that that debacle that happened in Dubai when they killed those guys in Dubai? Uh, and, yes, and and
2: And they yeah.
1: caught them. They caught everybody. They had their pictures. They, they put them on. And everybody said, wow, the Mossad is. They're losing it. They're losing Uh, their edge. You know,
2: you know why 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 I smile in front of you now. (laughs) You think really the Mossad uh, don't know what's going on. My opinion is is in purpose. Uh huh. Yes. This is. uh, What uh,
1: happened in Dubai? You're
2: saying the fact that they got caught was on uh, purpose. A lot of this operation to show the people what they want to see. But behind that, more than that. And I can't share more than that. You can't share more than that. uh, Yeah. So, so you don't think? Uh-huh, so no. you're
1: saying what we see when we see something, and we see that it seems like the Mossad is, is doing something wrong or they're messing up. No, it, uh, what no. we're seeing is a small piece of you're the a I fraction can tell you of the story. Uh,
2: from my experience in the secret service, you know, thirteen years secret service, I was really involved, and I went in different situation, places, meetings, and we have, in the same time, two wards. We have the world that we live with now. We have an interview, nice outside. We have something else in the side. The real people, the real, you know. What's
0: going on behind wh- the curtain. Behind
2: the curtain, exactly. Right. And uh, yes, what the people want to see, see, it's okay. But behind that, we have a lot. Because of that, what happened in Dubai, you think, you know.
1: So we think we know what happened, but we don't know what happened. Yes.
0: Does <laughs> it, do you carry around this stress of knowing what's going on for real. Because look, the public is protected from what's really going on. Ignorance and how, is bliss. Right. And, and and that's real. But you who has a view into what's really going on, do you carry that emotional weight with you?
2: Always. Really? Uh, humans, you know. Uh, always carry these emotions. But Baruch Hashem, I have the and the, the power that I get from Hashem. Keep me... Keeps you know? you, keeps you strong. Yes.
1: Tell us, what is... Give us one story of your time during the... It could be even from the Special Forces or with BB. Tell us one story that you think would be... We would be shocked to hear such a thing. Something that you're allowed to share.
2: Uh, okay, I have one story from the Secret Service and mm-hmm. another story from the Special Forces. Special Forces is not really... Special Forces was in when I went to Lebanon in the war 2006, and I get shot in my leg, my right one.
1: What did you get shot with?
2: Is the the, the fire rocket, cornet is Iranian one, very strong one, more than RPG. Wow. And they explode like let's say, let's say, thirty feet from me and my soldiers, and uh, I get injured. In Shrapnel. My leg. Yes. And my soldiers too. Did anyone, did uh, anyone die? Huh? Anyone get killed? Two of them. Wow. Yes. And uh, wow. two of them. And the interesting uh, point in this story only after 12 hours, okay, the helicopter uh, took me to the hospital. Whoa. 12 hours was bleeding. Why? Oh, wow. Because. It was so tough war, Hezbollah was so tough.
0: Were you in enemy territory? You, yes, yeah, he was
2: in, in Lebanon, Lebanon. in Benjabal. Every single time we wanna move, couple feet, or okay, to the point that the helicopter allowed, you know, to come to the ground, took me and my soldiers, Hezbollah hit us very strong. And it's take 12 hours to move for this half mile. Wow. wow. This So how did mile? you
0: stop from bleeding out?
2: Yeah, you have the doctor you have the paramedic there and uh, yeah in the first moment i just felt in my leg like ice okay and don't understand why ice when the summer i just had a look to my leg i saw all Blood. my pants was bleeding i thought my my leg is cut and you thought they were going to amputate your yes leg. and uh, yeah amazing wow. But this Hashem is nothing no Hashem, i'm here and uh, you are walking i see you well, <laughs> after that i joined the secret service for 10 years and so you, you it was you had uh, only in the, in the muscle ah yeah So it didn't hit bone uh, not more no, not in the bone and the itzem. but i'm sure but you went, didn't feel rocking. pain when it when well, it went I, in i felt ice like really it's very strange right S- cold cold ice and after that the pain becoming like but you know this is one of the and stories. You had to, and you had to just keep it in for 12 hours. Yes, 12 hours. 12 hours you're bleeding and you know what's going in on a lot and of pain. You, you lost a lot of blood and you start to imagine you know your funeral. I mean that's it. I'm gonna die. Of course, Done. of course. Wow. Of course. The family, the friends, of course. you know, is, is I can't describe this feeling. Yeah. That's amazing. And you said you had another story for us of when you were in the special forces. No, this wasn't oh, the was special forces. Now another story uh you know, I have uh, thousands of stories. I'm <laughs> sure. We got all day. A, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a funny one, okay? Uh, if you remember in 2000, I think 16 or 17, ISIS attacked in Paris in Hipper Cashier supermarket. Yes, yes of course, yes. Uh, and Charlie that's Hebdo. That yes, Germany. Charlie Hebdo, yes. Okay. And if you remember, all the head of the countries, they came in short notice like in one day two days they came to Paris to, to do like walk yes like walk through against support. Uh, terror support yes, yes. okay I have photos on my phone from this uh, it was funny story uh, Bibi the Prime Minister Netanyahu he didn't want to put the polyproof vest he didn't oh, feel no. comfortable with that with the tie with the suit and I was the guy responsible there okay the detail guy and I told him listen uh, you can't go outside your suite if you don't put the polyproof once you're ready, let me know. I just, I lock him in the suite. <laughs> <laughs> and after 20 minutes, he <laughs> knocked the door. No, really? Okay, I want to put it, but... <laughs> just, you know, the tie. D- <laughs> yeah, funny stories. Bulletproof you know, the vest has got to put
0: 20 pounds on you.
2: Uh, yes,
1: and uh, yeah. What was he thinking? He's not going to go with Bulletproof vest? Uh,
2: he's, he's one of the most... You know, hated people. Not in the Arab everyone like to put the proper vest, and you don't feel comfortable with that, and to walk in the street with that is too and hot. You, you and you obviously and, and were wearing one. I'm the one, in yes. the pictures. I see you in a suit. Yes, but, but I have under, uh, underneath uh, it is yes. a, is a bulletproof. And you know uh, what is interesting? Uh, I want to say something about the Israel mentality. Uh, it's very very important. to share that with the, with the with the people that listen to us now, very interesting story. Uh, describe the Israel mentality and the American mentality. In 28 years old, I went to the White House to start to plan the meeting for uh, the Prime Minister. He, he should come to visit uh, Obama. And I was the one from the Israel Secret Service, went to the White House to to to, to start, you know. This is for Omar? No, oh, for Bibi. Bibi. And uh, I went there. It was a meeting like at 10 a.m. in the White House. And I was only me. I was the boss from the Secret Service. I mean, no one on the top of me, and I have my two agents. Just we came to the room, conference room in the White House, in 10 a.m. I said good morning, and in the house, in the conference room, was there 12 guys from the American Secret Service. The youngest one was 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that was 50, the youngest. 55 years old. The youngest. 60. Oh all the gosh. leaders. Oh. And I went inside. I said, good morning. Say good morning and you know like two minutes no one want to talk like i said what's going on we will start the meeting say yes we're waiting for your boss i say guys
1: i am the boss i'm the
2: boss and i came from the secret service Service, to handle this meeting see but you're too young you're 27 years old i say listen guys in israel when you're 27 years old you know you went a lot you're a veteran the idea for three years couple wars responsibility you know experience uh too much, right. and after that in the secret service. And at 27 years old, he was in shock that I'm the one coming from the Israel to present my country for the meeting for the president. Uh, Obama. And you probably
0: saw more action than the entire table put together.
2: Yes, and we start. Sure. We start to to discuss about couple ways how to do this and that. And all of a sudden, I mentioned some of the ways how to protect the motor curve. It was for me very simple and very easy, very basic, and. They, you know, all of them say, wow, this is an amazing idea, and wow, this, that, and you know, <laughs> and I, I just explained to them, this is the Israeli mentality. You, in 27 years old, you know, in 27, in 28 years old, I was the detailed guy for the prime minister, head of the country. Did and you call him Bibi? What did you, you call him, Mr. Prime Minister? Yeah, because we have yeah? respect. Yes, yes. Yeah, like, I don't know respect, but you know, you're telling Bibi, yeah. Yeah. But it depends who like who's uh, around.
0: The prince was wrong. He doesn't look like he would mind.
1: Yes, and uh, what is your what is your opinion about Bennett? Uh, Are you allowed to say that? I don't know if you're allowed. No, I'm, well al- I'm allowed. I'm, allowed. I'm not a, in the government position. Yeah. whatever you feel. No, meaning I don't I think, know if you want to be labeled. Uh,
2: you know. My opinion is, uh, it's good to be open always for the new people in this position, but you need to understand. Once you're Prime Minister of Israel, not like the President of the United States and not like the Prime Minister of England and Italy, Israel is a very, very, very unique country. Okay, I think the most important country, I'm, I'm honest, in the world. To run this country is too much complicated that you can't, you can't imagine. You don't have time for mistakes. Each mistake is a huge faith for the United Israel because of that I think oh, we always open to change the people it's fine but in these days I'm not happy with so much because what's going on uh, you have the Islamic party there right, Abbas, right, and right. he's uh, he's hold the government yes yes. if you didn't give him money and what he want the government breaks down exactly and this, I don't like that there was an in Erzai which we should be not in this situation we're strong we run this country and we handle everything be tough
1: Yes. Two more questions. Uh, one there was a, there was an article that came out that talked about Bennett ordering $50,000 worth 50,000 shekel <laughs> worth of fast food. Ah, I hear the word <laughs> You saw you read it? The fast food or? Yes. We we covered it on this podcast. Okay. And, and I, uh, you were with BB and Bennett said, "Well, I only spent 50. BB spent 86,000." <laughs> we just want to know, is that true? What are they doing? They're ordering food all day. What's going oh, on that's in there
2: is more complicated than you think. I'm not here just to give uh, the back of both or one of them. What uh, people uh, see is not what really going on. Uh-huh. Imagine Prime Minister came to his house. Many people every day for meetings and high position it's people. It's like a 24-hour job. Yes, 24-hour job. And, you know, 80% from his meeting is top secret. Wow. The media don't know about that. Wow. The TV don't know about that. As you can't really explain why and when. Uh-huh. And you know what? Let's put the Sinat Khinam in the side. This is the small issues. We don't need to be stuck with that. Right. Let's now be focus in Iran to serve and the country the and our threats and absolutely. enemies. Absolutely. For food? Doesn't matter now. Absolutely.
1: Great, great point. Yes. Nidal, how do people get in touch with you when they want to hear you speak, if they want to hire you? Tell us a little bit about how to, to get in touch with you and and your about your company.
2: Okay, uh, first, I'm deeply involved uh, in the Jewish community, uh, in the East Coast, okay, Jersey, uh, Boston, and in New York. But my my base is more in New York and uh, in Jersey. I um, I'm deeply involved in the Sephardic community too. Uh, people know me actually, but uh, you can find uh, Elite Vision Security on Instagram. Okay. Uh, my phone number if you want. And sure. We're always ready to protect the community, do our best. And the most important point, I really have the emuna, what we should done. Because I know I was there, I'm here now, I know what's going on around. You know it firsthand. And they always educate me since I'm little boy. W- little boy. If you want to do it, do it from your heart. Care about the people. If you not care, don't do it. Baruch Hashem, that's lachachuli. I'm getting very success in my business here in security because that. Once I doing something and doing from my heart, uh, me and my partner Eric Segura, you know him, sure. From our heart and we really care. What's about to protect the community, the families, the people, from A to Z. I
0: have to say this is the safest I've ever felt (laughs) doing a podcast. (laughs) Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Anything occurs. I agree. The <laughs> double step in. I don't got to worry about anything. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> so I feel Not that we could it.
2: do much. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but <if laughs> And uh, when you come to Lead Vision Security, this is A to Z in security. That means with the address for everything, A to Z. When they come to cameras, technology, personnel. So that means for schools, sh- for schools. We're doing management and consulting for schools, couple of schools, synagogues, for sure personnel, exclusive protection, technology. Community centers. And elite vision security is elite. Everything is unique and from our heart.
0: Do you see any, is there an uptick in schools being interested in more security because you know what's going on now? Yes. And with w- what's going on with the school shootings in Texas and what's happening all over, do you see increased interest from schools yeah. wanting protection? No, yeah, yeah, even
2: non-Jewish, he means. Even non-Jewish? You know, we always open for everyone to help humans and people to keep them safe. Uh, we first in focus for our community, for the Jewish community, because really we 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 under threat more than everyone. Sure. And after that, for uh, for the rest. And this is uh, this is the mitzvah. We believe really in mitzvah. Once you're doing that, for our community, as Hashem shomer al kolano. Unbelievable. That's
1: a great way to end. This was very enjoyable, Nidal. Thank you for taking the time. We Nidal,
0: I, I, I'm personally fascinated by all this. We like, could, we we could, could talk, go on for six we could hours. For six hours yes. 100%. And I feel like we have 100%. to do this again. And yeah. I think our listeners are going to say, bring, bring, bring back. Nidal back because we have more questions. <laughs> but we appreciate <laughs> it tremendously.
1: Thank you so much for coming. And uh, hopefully we will be able to do this again. Because this was really informative, and I think this is giving us a vision of things we've never seen before—an elite vision into, into the inner workings of elite vision security, as well as the state of Israel, Israel security. And this was a real treat, and we thank you very much. Thank you
2: so much, and uh, I wish uh, for all the people that are listening to us now chag sameach, and uh, be safe. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank again. you.
1: How crazy was that?
0: I was on the edge of my seat. I mean, crazy, it crazy. It was unbelievable. Like, I mean... you don't think that this like is real, right? Right. You don't think yeah. a lot of it. Like we know it conceptually, but but to see somebody that's in it, that lives it, and you can see it in his eyes, by the way. And and yeah, this guy's not afraid
1: of anything, by the way. Right. He's first totally, of all, he's
0: like, what is he? Six foot two. Yeah. Right. He's <laughs> yeah. built like a, like a yes. tank. Yes. And it's. I don't know, like you feel safe. Yes, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I cannot think of anyone better to trust or that will make you feel safe than Nidal.
0: Yeah, Nidal's got that covered. We want to say thank you very much to Nidal Ghanim and Elite Visions Security. Uh, Thank you to our sponsor, One Hospitality Group. Make sure you visit them on Instagram. Thank you to you guys, our listeners. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family. You know you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Kiddush Clubcast. Uh, we're on Instagram. You can follow us at Podcast. Please send us your thoughts, your comments, your concerns to hawk at Podcast.com. That is H-O-C-K at Podcast.com. Be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice so you get alerted the moment we release an episode. Make sure to leave us a review. This way at least the next person knows that this is a decent podcast. And with that, we are out.
1: Der <laughs> Hashkaka is her visa yes Der Hashkaka is I saw you Der Haschka is I can't stop looking at me. Be sure to... A... Be sure to... A... Be sure to... A... And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.